0: Sports Interaction, Canada sports book. Want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. Bet pre-game, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. 19+, please play responsibly.
1: The sick pre-recorded ad.
0: Welcome back to Game Over Ottawa, everybody. Uh, What the hell did we just watch? That was just a complete shit show. I can't even mince words tonight. Like, I'm just angry. Uh, I'm very angry. So this is going to be a messy show. Uh, Thanks for joining me, Jordan, my good buddy. Um, Sorry to put you through this tonight.
1: You know, it's it's fine. <laughs> I I had a feeling this might not go the best and uh it went like way worse yeah. than I still thought. <laughs> um but at least we get to complain about it. So I mean, <laughs> whatever.
0: Yeah, at least we have an outlet to vent today. Um I'll let the viewers in on a little uh, behind the scenes is that I had asked Charlie to join me for the show today. And since he's in the UK, he was like, hell no, I'm not watching the Chicago Blackhawks play at 2 a.m. local time. And he made, he definitely made the right decision because uh, like, it wasn't so much because of the Blackhawks, more because of the Sen's actual play tonight, but he was very smart. He had the right idea to avoid this game. And I feel bad that I uh, dragged my friend along to watch this one with me tonight. We were just sitting on the couch <laughs> absolutely depressed tonight like oh my god the fact that yeah. this was a 9 p.m start as well just like waiting for it to to be over was just absolutely brutal eh?
1: oh it was god like after like midway through the second period where it was clear we were not scoring tonight I, it's like i i want to do the show now i want to do it like <laughs> yeah. steve does and start recording like in the middle of the game because it's that bad um,
0: Man, it, and the third period uh, was just such nothing that we literally could have done that and no one would have noticed if we just pre-recorded like during the second intermission and then played this live. No one would even know.
1: It's it's so true. I don't remember a single thing that happened in the third period besides like every Ottawa Senators tough guy getting ejected. I mm-hmm. I, I don't remember anything besides that. It, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess since you mentioned that we might as well start there. uh, I thought that was a little weird on that offensive zone face off late in the game that dJ threw out. I think it was Watson on left wing with Costellic and kachuk on the right wing for some reason like like a weird line combination and then for some reason you flip the wings too like do you think dJ was just telling them to straight up goon it up or what the hell was that
1: i I think it's gotta be like dJ was telling them to get a piece of something. Um, in that because there was nothing else to play for besides just like it was pride I guess mm-hmm. and that barely exists in a five nothing lost to the Chicago pride at that point yeah so I think he just wanted them to agitate create problems um, make them remember it next game and then they, they all got ejected so I don't really think it even mattered but it was a, a nice little way to end what was uh, an awful game
0: Yeah, I thought it was hilarious that the refs were just absolutely having none of it and threw out every senator's forward that was on the ice. (laughs) Kachuk, Costello, Watson, all with 10-minute misconducts. And not even a single penalty to the Blackhawks as well. Like, I think the referees saw through that complete attempt to goon it up. Um, Which I kind of like because I thought it was kind of lame overall. As well, like... Earlier in the game, we had that fight from Kachuk. And I remember when we were watching it, you had a couple comments on that. So uh, do you want to let everyone know what you thought about that?
1: I mean, I feel like the fight was really like maybe an attempt to bring everyone else into the game, but no one else was there. Everyone was still back in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. I I swear, like they were not focused. They were not crisp on their passes. They didn't have any of their details down and kachuk was angry he was frustrated and that brought him into a fight and sometimes that can really jive up your team but in that case it just felt like honestly it just felt like a wet fart like there's no other way to say it it was just like it was just like the to add an extra sour note to the game is just like okay kachuk's gone for five minutes it doesn't really mean anything we we didn't even score Mm -hmm. it was just it was just a compounding thing to happen upon everything else that was already frustrating
0: yeah, I like that Kachuk has that element in his game to be able to fight and sort of rally the troops, you know? But in a game like this, when it was already 4 nothing, it's like, you should have done this earlier, like maybe when it was 2 nothing, when we still had a chance, you know? And also right. just the fact that you're fighting Jared Tenorti, which is just like a complete scrub for the other team, and it's like one of our best forwards going off. Like, that's not a good trade-off. The Hawks will take that all day. Any team will take just their random big defenseman who doesn't play a lot of minutes in exchange for our best player going off the ice. Like it, it just sucked. It, it, everything just sucked tonight. And like you mentioned not scoring it really ever since that first period where we outshot them, it, it just had the the sense all night that we weren't going to score. Right.
1: It did. Like we had chances, but there wasn't anything that was exceedingly dangerous Like no play I can think of off the top of my head where I was like, yeah, that should have been a goal or, oh my God, that was super close. I like the closest thing was drew hitting the post. Yeah. That's the closest we got. We didn't even make it, didn't even make it close. And I I understand like, it's a different sort of environment. You're, you had two very emotionally charged wins where the team came out, out on top, had the fans behind them, huge games against Detroit and Columbus it's going to be very different playing in another building after that, but you got, you got to carry some of that with you, mm-hmm. some of that excitement, some of that drive, and now that we've lost points to Chicago, it's like, okay, where else do we make them up? Are we going to actually beat Carolina this time instead of losing 4 nothing to them? Like, I don't necessarily expect that. It's, it's just frustrating.
0: Yeah, that's the worst part about blowing a game against a bad team like this is now you have to make up those points somewhere else when we're in the playoff race. like We have Seattle up next, and if I was looking at this road trip uh, before this game, I would have penciled that in as the automatic loss considering how it went against Seattle last time. And yet, instead, we are already sitting here with a loss on the first game against the worst team in the league. And then it's it's kinda, it's kind of highly likely that you, you start this road trip 0-2 too like even though i do have faith that the sens will bounce back next game and play better i still wouldn't favor them against seattle so i think that's the toughest thing here really is it's just a huge blown opportunity
1: oh absolutely yeah like you can't lose points on this um and i like i said i was worried but as well i saw how how well the sens played against columbus and how much they dominated that game and i thought Like, okay, there might be some, like, sloppy early goings as they adjust, but it's going to get there. But it it just didn't. They just never got into the game. And there's a lot of criticism to go around, but you just got to criticize the team as a whole. They just weren't in it.
0: Yeah, like, just the team as a whole, really, I don't know about you, but I don't think I could pick out one guy that I thought was particularly good tonight. Like, if you could pull one name, like, do you think you can? I I can't, like, legitimately. Not at all. I can't think of
1: anyone where I was, like... Even even above average, it's hard for me to think of anyone I noticed. Mm -hmm. And from, like, a top six with that much firepower, like... Shocking. It's just bewildering. Like, Yeah. yeah, shocking. Shocking. Like, the best thing I could maybe say is that, like, I don't think... Um, Brandstrom or Chikorin mm-hmm. made too many awful mistakes. Yeah. I thought they were overall solid, but Sanderson had a little bit of a rough game. Shabbat was coasting, he yeah. was not Yikes. in that game at all. Um, Hamanick was solely responsible for the first goal. You're right. I, I really can't think of anyone. Can you?
0: Yeah, like I agree with what you say about uh, Branstrom and Chikorin. I don't think either of them were particularly bad tonight, and I kind of give Chikrin a pass in terms of it's still, like, it's his first three games with a new team. He's still figuring things out, and he was amazing last game. So we can give him a bit of a pass not being perfect tonight. And I did think he was one of the better players, although not necessarily great. Uh The other one I would add is I think Debrinket was pretty good tonight. Like, I felt like he was trying to generate a lot, and he had a lot of jump in his step. Uh But it's not like it led to anything at all. There was absolutely no results from anyone tonight. So, like, that's the best we can say is that, a couple guys who we usually expect to be elite were okay and the rest of those guys who we expect to be great were all just absolutely terrible so it's really just like digging for positives here like absolutely digging to the center of the earth trying to find a positive here tonight like <laughs> no exactly crap. and uh i'm gonna throw it to the chat a little bit here because i'm actually surprised that we have as many chat comments as we do i kind of expected that after this <laughs> game was for nothing that everyone would have just turned this shit off and went to bed uh so gonna give some shout outs here uh marie saying was stutzla playing he was a ghost tonight i i have to agree that as much as we love tim stutzla and he's been really our mvp all season probably other than jake sanderson um he just did absolutely nothing tonight and he was bobbling the puck all over the place i wasn't really wasn't really pleased with him today
1: no i i wasn't either and as the saint of stutzla um i if i say i'm disappointed it, it means he had a bad game
0: yeah We're <laughs> gonna yeah. try
1: to find every positive um <laughs> And it, it wasn't there tonight. Like it was the sort of game where he was trying to do everything and nothing was working and he still tried. And I think that's still a part of him being young thinking like, if I keep doing these like small intricate, like between the legs plays or trying to make the hard, tough pass. And if it works, still be great. Um, then like, I'm going to show up on the score sheet. I'll be the superstar. Whereas I think as he gets older, he'll learn to pull back a little bit in those moments, mm-hmm. make the easy plays, try to result. Uh, in some more scoring, um. But yeah, c- a complete ghost and uh, and I-, I feel like you could say that about most of the Suns roster, honestly.
0: Yeah, I totally agree that I think Stutzler needed to keep it more simple tonight. It was just. A lot of plays where it looked like he was overthinking things and trying to do too much. Uh, the one that really sticks out in my mind is that 5-on-3, where he tried to force a cross-crease pass like through two defenders over to Debrinket. And I mean, it would have been beautiful if it worked, but it just wasn't there. And on a 5-on-3... If they're covering the pass that hard, you have a pretty good shooting lane, and Stalock's not a big goalie, so I would have much preferred to see him just fired at the net there and try to pick a corner. Even though I wouldn't typically like that play on a 5-on-3, it just seemed like the more simple option, but no, he went for the more flashy option, and I think that was kind of indicative of his game tonight as a whole, really, which was just frustrating. Um... And also yeah. in the chat, Newbie Sports saying, we're here to suffer, don't worry. I'm very glad <laughs> that, uh, that y'all are suffering here with us tonight, and it's not just us, uh, because that was really rough here tonight. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they also said that Debrinket had seven shots on goal, and I think that kind of lines up with what I was saying, is that I think he was the best of the Sens forwards tonight. I saw that hustle from him and that jump. Uh, I don't think any of those seven shots were particularly, like, great scoring chances, but at least he was firing the puck on that, as opposed to, like, I at least remember a couple shots that he had, like, compared to pretty much anyone else on the Sens roster. Like, I I seem to remember more moments where I was like, why don't you shoot it from a couple guys like Pinto? Like, it was yeah. just just wasn't there. But at least Dubrinkit, I, I think he he did show up for his return game in Chicago, but I feel like no one else did.
1: Well said. Yeah, I, I feel like he was a little bit impassioned by his return. He wanted to play well. He wanted to show up, but the team didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he might have had a couple chances, but as a collective, it just it just wasn't there. It was so sloppy. It, it was infuriating, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. And I also want to talk about goaltending a little bit. um We have uh, the Shawnee in the chat or the Sini, Not sure if I pronounced that right. I think the Shawnee. Um, saying Kachuk was letting Stalock live rent-free in his head this game, and it showed more and more as the game went on. And yeah, we saw Kachuk kind of blowing up at, at the Blackhawks goalie, staylock at the end of the game there. But specifically in terms of the goaltending, like, did you see much from staylock tonight in terms of, like, wow, he really shut us out? Or was it just really the Sens kind of, kind of handing it to him? Because personally, I don't really think that we tested him nearly enough despite the shot count.
1: Oh. No way! Like I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What was an amazing save Staylock made? Like what was a significant save in this game that kept it uh, at zero? I can't think of one. Legitimately, I, I can't. Um, he made every save he was supposed to make, and sometimes as, as a goalie, like that's the best thing you can say. Um, but God, it was just infuriating to see like a bunch of shots from the perimeter just continuously and trying to hope for a deflection trying to hope for like an awkward bounce in front like they really were against creating their own like high end chances in this game and stalock ate that up he really yep. benefited from that
0: so many shots from the perimeter like you said and so many shots that went right at his crest on the jersey, or right up at his shoulder, where he like barely even had to move to save it, and he's just like just oh, just moves the shoulder a little bit. So many where they were trying to pick the corner, but he was already in position for it. And I didn't really feel like they were making him move enough in the net, especially for a smaller goalie, who maybe would have a little bit more trouble getting across. Um, Absolutely. And it, it's kind of funny having. Such a small goalie in Staylock getting the shutout when you have the huge goalie in Sogard for the Sens who did not perform particularly well tonight. I feel like we should touch on his performance as well. Um, I know you play goalie. I I don't know if you're necessarily an expert, but I, you probably more than me. I what did you think of Sogard's play tonight?
1: I think it's tough because you have a young goalie um, who's put in a position where the team expects to win tonight and he lets in that first goal and it's not great. It's a shot that he would probably want to have back. Um, But at the same time, I feel like a lot of the goals that Chicago scored were odd man, Russians uh, leaving their players in alone with little resistance. And that's really hard for a goalie to adjust to. Like if you can make easy saves off the pads, off the blocker, easy glove saves you get like into a rhythm you understand you feel the puck it really gets you into the game so never had that the team never let him have that mm-hmm. so despite like a couple of those goals being a little weak and you probably want them back they were really good chances on like the 20 shots that they had like they were alone snipes like with no contention or breakaways or on man rushes And you would probably want more saves from Sogard there, but at the same time, it's like, give him a break. yeah. Let him feel the puck a little bit. Give him a shot that's not immediately like a a good 85% chance of going in the net, you know? Give him, put him in a position to succeed. And the team wasn't playing like that. They were giving him the, if this is Craig Anderson standing on his head, you win this game by one goal sort of game. And he's not ready for that yet.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... Since i played rec league hockey with you before on not so good of a team, I'm kind of wondering <laughs> if there's a bit of a mindset of when your team's going the other way on offense, you don't expect them to score at all. Uh, I like We had that feeling the whole game of it doesn't look like the Sens are very threatening on offense despite the perimeter shots being thrown on net from Staylock. Does that kind of mess with your head a little bit too when you feel like the team in front of you just isn't going to get it done and isn't going to give you any goal support? Yeah, I I think
1: that is something that kind of creeps into your head a little bit. And also, especially in a game like this where the shot count by Chicago was really low overall, once you let in two or three goals, it really gets into your head like every shot, like every chance that goes in, it's going in. Mm -hmm. And you lose a lot of self-confidence in those situations. And the way that you kind of like uh fight against that loss of self-confidence is when your team scores. Yeah. Because then it gives you a sense of I have something to play for. I have um like I have a reason to backstop this team. But if it's just like great chance after great chance after great chance for the other team and there's really no resistance, you're kind of like, well, what's the point of me even trying? Like I've already let in a couple goals. What's a couple more, yeah. right? And it really, it's really hard to get your game, your head back into the game after that happens. And I think that's really what happened with Sogard to a certain extent. Even though, like the last couple goals, I don't really think they were his faults. Like mm. they put him in awful, awful positions, and you can't, you can't do this and expect to win. You can't do this and expect to be in the playoff race. It's just, it's insulting.
0: Yeah. Overall, I think. The first goal and I think it was the fourth goal were a little bit leaky, like, kind of through the body on Sogard. But despite that, every goal and including those goals was just pure grade a chances for the blackhawks it was just absolutely depressing to watch especially like and i'm surprised we've gotten this far into the show without mentioning that stretch in the second period where it was just odd man rush after odd man rush just constant and they said they showed at a tv timeout like after they came back from break they showed dj smith on the bench saying no more odd man rushes guys and they immediately gave one up like 20 seconds later it was just absolutely stunning tonight like just so rough for Sogard, yeah. just leaving a rookie goalie absolutely hung out to dry despite the shot count. Like, I feel like if someone didn't watch this game and they saw the stats, they think, oh, Sogard sucked tonight and the sentence dominated, but that's absolutely not the case. This is one of those games where the stats just don't really tell the full full story. Like, I'm looking oh, at well. the Corsi stats from this game here, and it, like, heavily favors the Senators. For the whole game, 5-on-5, five five, 67%, and... That's literally just from throwing the puck on net from, from far out and making Staloc, uh have a bunch of easy saves to make. Meanwhile, they're giving up, like, pure high-danger scoring chances. Like, now, actually, now I'm looking at it, On the same page here, the high danger chances for was eight for Chicago and four for the Senators, despite the Senators having such a huge Corsi advantage. Like, that's pretty much exactly what I expected it to be. And speaking of that stretch in the second period, six of those high danger chances for the Blackhawks were during that second period. And I feel like I can remember them all just happening wave after wave, just two on one after two on one. And there was even a uh, shorthanded three on one, I believe. That was just that was just pathetic at that point and we haven't yeah. even talked about the special teams yet tonight either we blew another five on three like there's so much to complain about but uh I'm gonna throw it back to what I said about that moment with DJ Smith talking about uh no more on men rushes and the team just immediately giving up five more like I I feel like DJ didn't really have the team ready to play tonight. Are you a little bit, are you still concerned about coaching at this point in the season? Because I feel like the fan base as a whole has eased up on DJ Smith, but this is like a huge red flag, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, like, I suppose, maybe I'm just speaking for me instead of most of the fan base, but I always kind of had, even when the Sens were playing well over this last week or two, or actually month, honestly, um, I still had a little bit of skepticism around DJ. Mostly because when the team wasn't good at DJ has never elevated this team. It's always been individual players that have really brought this team up. I, I don't feel like I've ever been in a situation that's just like we won this game because we were coached well. We won this game because we read every assignment perfectly. We marked everyone. We were really playing to our style of game, with maybe with like some exceptions to the games against Detroit where we were really physical. And I it's like, okay, that's the type of game that you want to play every single time because it it gets results. I'm still skeptical. And games like this really show the blemishes in what I think DJ brings. I think he brings a grinding mindset to games, which is good against a team like Detroit. I feel against like Chicago, where the team will grind back because frankly, that's all they have. That's all they that, can do. That's all they can do. The Sens don't have great defensive coverage. And that has always been there under DJ. And it certainly was on display tonight that it mm. it wasn't there. And I feel like the reason it's not fixed is because of DJ. And for that reason, I, I got to say, like if, I I don't know how you evaluate it. I think it's going to be really interesting for new owners to come in, look at what DJ and Dorian have done and assign blame. It's going to be a tough decision. Exactly. Like I wouldn't blame them if they kept DJ at this point, but I wouldn't blame them if they fired him Mm -hmm. like right away. And maybe that would be the best idea, but I think more so the next couple games are going to be telling if they can rebound, I have a lot more faith in what that system can bring. If it returns to the sort of depressing, crushing losses, like against Pittsburgh, against Winnipeg, tonight against Chicago, you really need to evaluate that coaching position. It Mm -hmm. it can't stay the same.
0: Yeah, it's tough for me because I've been getting to the point where I'm – really on the train of keeping Dorian with new ownership because I've liked a lot of the moves he's made to improve the team recently even though he's had some mistakes in the past I'm willing to give him more of a chance however I don't know about DJ at this point like you said it's it, they're going to have to get real close to the playoffs or make it for me to want to keep him and even if we miss it's losses like these that make me really question whether keeping him is the right decision because if you can't get a team motivated to even score a damn goal against literally one of the worst rosters we've seen in the last few years in the NHL like we watched so many terrible rosters with the Sens over the years. I was saying this to you earlier, at least we had certain players like Stone and Duchesne around for a long time, and they brought in Kachuk they learned Kachuk learned under those players and then he became our star player we at least had these star guys this roster has fucking nothing except for seth jones it's a bunch of ahl bums out there and we the team can't even get up to score a goal against them like i was i wasn't totally expecting to win this game because i was kind of expecting a letdown but i was expecting to come on here and kind of make jokes about how bad the chicago roster is and how we don't know who any of the players are and then the team can't even score on them like it's it's yeah. just sad. Like the, I I don't know if I can fully blame coaching or if it's more on the players. But whatever your system is as a coach, if you can't even score a goal on this team at all, like you fucked up.
1: Agreed, hundred ten percent. Like it it should have resulted in at least one goal, even one super high danger scoring chance. Yeah. Like
0: I can't even remember one. We only like, had apparently we had four in the whole game according to the apparently. Natural Stat Trick, but I don't remember a single one. Exactly, like even the Drew Post-it came
1: off a rush where he was covered by a defenseman and he just unleashed a great shot mm-hmm. that happened to hit the post. Yeah, but I I can't remember like that. That wasn't even just a, a situation where I was like, yep. Absolutely, that should have been a goal. Yeah. There wasn't anything like that.
0: And I have to shout out Green Olive in the chat as well, who's a Chicago fan. They said they didn't watch the game due to work, and they're asking, did the Sens just play back-to-back or just underestimate the Hawks? They are confused and wondering why the Hawks won. Well, (laughs) simply put, it's just the biggest stinker a team has ever laid tonight, as far as I can tell. Just absolutely, as we said earlier, almost no players for the Sens looks good whatsoever and they also said they thought after it was 4-0 Hawks they were figuring Sens were gonna win 5-4 in OT. I did not even have any hope of a comeback at any point after the fourth goal here tonight like sometimes there's been some games this season where the Sens start off really well and they end up down by a goal or two and you feel like there's hope for a comeback because they were playing so well at the beginning of the game but this was not that there was just absolutely no hope tonight.
1: Exactly and like it's uh, like, I'm seeing what uh, modern history is saying in the chat too. Like AHL bums, any, any AH, NHL team can beat any other. And that's very true. They're still all professionals. They're all professional ice hockey players. The problem is that these are professionals that are playing in Chicago tonight. We're going to go up against um, those professionals, except those professionals are the best at their jobs in Mm -hmm. less than a week's time. We can lose. Like we have points to give up, but we're giving up points against Chicago. And how are we going to get them back? Are we going to beat Carolina? Yeah. Is that going to be uh, like, are, are we going to rebound from our four nothing performance against them last time? Like, I really don't expect that. Like, this was the time to jump on those points, to jump on a team that has a dilapidated roster. It, it Like, they are an NHL team. They are worse they're than everyone else we're going to play. Team. Yeah. They're, they're technically an NHL team. And yes, of course the Hawks are going to win an odd game. Like I, I'm not calling them like just insignificant or anything like that. Like they're still in this league, but this was really rough
0: for the Suns
1: to bring up. Really rough. Like you need to get those points back, and you're just making it so much harder on yourselves.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to disparage the Chicago players too much because obviously they are still NHL players or at least high-level AHL players who have been called up. They're amazing hockey players, but just for the NHL standard and the expectations that the Senators are at at this point that they've given the fans with this recent winning streak, it's just like... It's pure rage from me on on the part of like insulting these Chicago players. Like obviously they are good hockey players, but it's just it's all relative, right? Like we're we expected at least a competitive game here tonight, and we didn't even get that. So I I might be lashing out a little bit at the Chicago players, but it's just it's just from the pure disappointment, really. Because like Jordan yeah. said, giving up. Now, we've now lost three points against Chicago, only picked up one point in two games against Chicago, and at least in the last one you could say, well, they had Kane sniping on us and Domi was still there making some plays. They got rid of those guys, and they are literally playing players that they expect to lose games for them. They are trying to be as bad as possible. They are not calling up, like, other than Reichel, who was pretty good tonight, they're not calling up amazing prospects or anything like that. They're literally just playing filler guys. Like, did anyone remember that Andrews Bjork was in the NHL and dude got three assists tonight? Like, it's that kind of thing that just makes me absolutely angry, just in terms of the sense not showing up tonight. Like, if they had only lost by a goal or two, I would be on here really angry, but at least there would be some positives to talk about. But I I don't know. I'm just I'm going off the hook here. I'm, I'm pissed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just disheartening, really.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it sucks because, like, if it was close, there would be more to get from the game. Like, I could at least like filter in the excuse of, "Hey, they're a little bit tired after this rush. They did just travel. They came off like very emotional home stands." But to get demolished this badly just kind of takes all the wind out of your sails, yep. and we have to wait till Thursday for the next game i i swear the sends always always have horrific losses before long breaks yeah they never ever have like good uplifting wings before like a couple like before a couple day break so that we can actually like feel it like take it in be excited Mm -hmm. talk about it for a few days no 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 and it has to be immediately deflated and then we can be depressed for a few days
0: yeah literally even before the all-star break we beat the haves but even that was like a a bad game by our Sanders. in terms of we we blew multiple uh multiple leads in that game and it was just like that game left you thinking oh we won but are we really that good and then yeah this is just another one where we're gonna be sitting on this for two days and just absolutely depressed after this one like uh those those three missed points that we mentioned not picking up against Chicago. It's like in such a tight playoff race, it's, it's going to, it's going to come down to the wire unless we just totally bomb out of things, which hopefully not. But it, this is going to be something we'd look back on at the end of the season and say this was a real missed opportunity. Not just this game, but the previous game against Chicago as well. Um, if exactly. I want to try to put a positive spin on it, at least we had Edmonton beating Buffalo in regulation tonight. So they don't pass us. We remain tied with them. Although, again, because they lost, it was a huge opportunity for us to actually get ahead of them and be the sole team in ninth position. But no, we don't get that. A little bit more positivity is that LA is beating Washington 2-1 after the second period right now, so hopefully they can hold on and get that win in regulation, but man, it's just a just a huge missed opportunity tonight, and I, I hate that we have nothing positive really to say here tonight, because I actually had a lot of positive narratives coming into this game that I wanted to talk about, and have like a pretty lighthearted show tonight here, provided that we win, and we just got absolutely nothing from the Sens, they couldn't back up all the hype.
1: No, it's it's disappointing. It it sucks to be so excited and then knowing that like you can't be that excited until the next game. You know, like it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth after all the positivity mm-hmm. that has come around this team lately. And yeah. of course, like they're not down and out. And if they finish in the place they're in, like miss the playoffs but close to the wild card standings, we're going to be happy with the season. It's a positive. It's just hard to take that dagger right after such uplifting games. Yeah. Like it goes straight it goes straight to the heart. It's it's hard to be uplifting after that besides just railing on what an awful performance that was.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And one we'll more comment in the chat from newbie sports. Saying this loss is especially demoralizing because of all the hype after the last five-game win streak, pointing out that it's the first five-game win streak since 2017, the last time we were actually good, and bringing in Chikrin and the we want playoff chance and everything. Could you yep, imagine yep. if this was a home game? We were saying this during the game, but thank God this was this shit was at least on the road, so he didn't have such a demoralized crowd uh, in the home rink because. Man, I was at that Columbus game, and you were at uh, one of the Detroit games last week, and the vibes were off the charts, right? Like, absolutely amazing Amazing stuff. We have not seen the city this excited for a hockey team in so long. Like, the 67s have gotten more excitement than the Sens uh, in the past six years. So, I'm really hoping they can turn things around here, but just such a disappointing start to this road trip that it's it's hard to be anything but frustrated just because they finally gave us some expectations that that things were going to turn around here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this game had like a weird situation coming in. Talbot uh, apparently is dealing with an injury. You got to put Sogard in there. He's not really expecting to start. It uh, makes that awkward. Maybe if Sogard makes that first save, Drew scores that first shot that brings off the post. We have a different game here. But it's hard to go through that game with how bad it was and think, yeah, they have a chance against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Even though Seattle hasn't been playing as well as they did when they last beat the Sens. It's just, oh, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, and you want more, but you don't know if you're going to get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Just frustrating, I think, is the word for this show. It's the theme for this show, it's the word of the day. Uh, I think that's where we're going to leave it for tonight. Um, wrapping it up here thank you everyone so much for watching leave a like if you enjoyed and subscribe to STPN. hoping for a better Sens game on thursday i'll be back to cover that one once again as they try to beat the kraken after somehow not being able to beat the blackhawks twice in a row um thanks so much jordan for joining me uh sorry i've subjected you to this game
1: (laughs) uh happy to be here um even despite what happened i'll take it anyway it was it was fun to watch the game even if uh it was awful um and i'm hoping that whenever i get in on the next one it's uh it's a little bit more fun to talk about
0: yeah all right so that's where we're gonna leave it once again thank you for watching everybody and have a good night
1: have a good night guys see you
0: game over powered by sports interaction canada sports
1: book